Well, hello, everybody. You are listening to the Sandcast with Triborn and Travis Mwerder, brought to you by our friends over at VolleyballMag.com and Wilson. And today we have a special episode, uh, since it is kind of freezing outside, at least for California. Uh, we brought in some of our snow volley champions. <laughs> Katie Spieler <laughs> and Emily Hartong are in the house to uh, explain to us what the hell happened over in, in Russia. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. We were in Moscow for 48 hours, so we're not quite sure oh, what? what happened there. <laughs> it was a whirlwind, but we're back All right, and we're so, alive. So snow volleyball is now a sport. And the FIVB has picked it up and they're trying to create a tour now. And how did you guys get roped into this? Carissa got an email from USA Volleyball and she texted me about 10 minutes later and was like, let's do this. Sounds really (laughs) weird. That's our kind of volleyball. (laughs) Um, I texted her right back and said I was in. Anything that Carissa is all in for, I'm, I'm ready to go with her. Um, and then we thought up some good additional players Emily was my first thought, and Allie Wheeler as well, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's three-person volleyball, but you have a sub? Yes. Yes. So it's like a hybrid of of your specialty, indoor, your ex-specialty. Yes. Uh, And what, you just sub whoever you want at any time, basically? Yeah, you're allowed to do that whenever, just bring a sub in, but we made like a good rotation where we just went by our numbers, so Mm -hmm. Chris being one... Me too, Katie three, and Allie four. And every game we just rotated through, so the odd one out would sit out next game. So it was more like we just want everyone to play because mm-hmm. we flew all, all the way out here rather than like a real strategy of like, no, you're the, you're the bench player, you're the reserve, you might not play if we keep winning. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's cohesion with everyone who was on the court, so okay. it turned out to be okay. Were you guys ever in a rhythm where you're just like, all right, we're just going to let this ride? Or you just kept subbing just because you were winning either way for the finals was like the only time that we we kept like me and Chris in so we could hit two right and then Katie and and Allie we just like switched that one and mm-hmm. say the only time but every other time it was just like oh I'm not this time right 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 mm-hmm. other like teams it. were getting pretty intense though like a girl would shank two balls and they're like you're out like, <laughs> yeah Right. quite yet. <laughs> and you didn't have a coach, right? Right, we didn't yeah. have a coach. So just completely winging it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And took home the gold. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Flew out there, had to get the gold. Yeah, so. really. Pull yeah. in, you had to pull in some, some serious prize money. Yeah. From what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally worth it. The conversion of Russian, what is it? I don't even uh, know. Rebel? Rebel? <laughs> yeah. If we convert it to the Russian money, it sounds a lot. So oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, keep it in. Don't don't translate it or convert it over. Yeah, Thirteen million Russian coins. Yeah, exactly. Thirteen dollars. Yeah, and I saw that when you guys got there. The well, can you just kind of explain to us like the equipment and so the rules are it's what three sets to 15, best two of three, mm-hmm. yes. okay? And then equipment, I saw you had a, an adventure to get some cleats, yeah. Um, can you just walk us through like when you just got off the plane to Russia, figuring out 
how we get all of our like snow cleats and how did you find the site and all this stuff like what was it like um well they had organized everything so when we landed carissa was in contact with um jane who we dubbed our mvp (laughs) she was like the (laughs) organizer uh who made sure everyone had transportation from the airport to the hotel and we waited, what time was it when we landed in Moscow? I think we landed at like 3 a.m. Yeah, on we the were. day of playing. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't, oh. we didn't know who was picking us up. So we were like waiting outside. Then we went back inside, <laughs> found out the driver was there the whole time, just wasn't um, holding up a sign or had a wrong sign or something. <laughs> so then when we got to, I think that was about the same time we found out the cleats bag had been lost. Um, Loy Ball had was in charge of that, and the airline had lost the cleats for him, and so he informed us. So the whole morning of, I guess, uh, the day of competition, we were like, okay, we don't have cleats. I don't know how we're going to play. But we ended up getting <laughs> cleats like an hour before our first game, and yeah, really set the tone from there. <laughs> <laughs> how does one find snow cleats in Russia? Um, well, it's basically soccer cleats. So we had... Jane drive us to just like the mall that was close by and she didn't speak like perfect English so it was a little hard to communicate but she just drove us to a mall and then we it opened I think like 40 minutes before our first game so we were just waiting there and then we just sprinted through the mall and found an Adidas store and that was the ticket that had like a lot of and it's soccer cleats is what we got and they actually worked super well in the snow which was surprising. Like, I yeah. think I'm definitely going to keep mine just in case I need to run around in the snow. But yeah, yeah. good pair of cleats other than the first two were missing, like on the toe part. <laughs> so like, we had a couple wipeouts <laughs> as we were trying to just go forward for a ball. But otherwise, yeah, they were perfect. I couldn't imagine playing without cleats. Yeah. Like, it would have been impossible. Yeah. yeah. Well, now you have just in case you get the urge yeah. to play snow volleyball. <laughs> and we, we got two or pairs. Soccer. <laughs> or soccer. Actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or softball. Join a league. It's true. It'll work. Yeah. Universal. True. <laughs> so what, what was the, was it pool play and then bracket play? Yeah, it was a modified pool play, I think. Okay. So kind of what the FIVB is doing on the beach scene right now. Yeah. Pretty sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. The same. So how did, what was the process like figuring out a strategy? Because now you have three players as opposed to two. You're on snow and not on sand or dirt as you've recently experienced yes. as well. <laughs> um, like, because I know with three players, did you have like a full-time setter type deal? Um, yeah, we tried to organize it like that. Katie was setting for us a lot and then um, Carissa was setting. But we just had... One at the net for blocking. Sometimes we kind of switched it up. A couple times we had two, and then one would pull and just play like line defense, and the other would take angle who was back already. So the blocker was just moving laterally, like covering whoever was going to get the ball. Um, but it wasn't really, I mean, there was some shots coming in. There wasn't a lot of hard hitting to where you're like stuffing balls. The men's, we were watching them, and they would have two blockers up. So for the women's, it wasn't really necessary. But it worked out pretty easy like yeah pretty well for us, I like their strategy in um when we were serving I would be back on defense me or Allie whoever was setting and in at the moment and then Chris or Emily would be up blocking and then the server would run in um kind of play two down defense in that scenario and then when we are in serve receive 
I was setting me or Allie and we had two back service Eve. So it worked out pretty well. We had a blocker up usually. Yeah. And then the other blocker, if they started at the net, would just pull off and play defense. Did it feel like you guys were playing beach volleyball or did it feel maybe more indoor-like? It felt more beachy to me. Okay. Just like the proximity, like where to be coming off the net and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. We're indoor. You don't have to like cover so much ground. Right. But with three, it was. There's a couple of times in plays where I'd like turn around and I just like pulled like right. You just in a weird you spot. You didn't have to pass it to get set. Yeah. Right? Like on the beach. Exactly. Two is you'd have to pass it first. Whereas, I mean, you were in oppo indoors, right? Outside. Out- outside. Okay. Well, sometimes they're just setting you, and you're not really doing anything else. You're just a hammer. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I was just thinking. Could be a little bit like that where you just block and hit the whole time. But it's threes, so it's tricky. Yeah. I I've like never loved, played threes. I loved the combination. Like, it really felt to me like all of the things I liked about indoor were there and all the things I liked about beach were there. So three was actually, for me, like, super cool. On defense, I felt like I could read a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Whereas in beach, I kind of have to be super patient and stopped because people are so good that I can't kind yeah. of read and go mm-hmm. for it so I really like that aspect and then just having one more person it felt like really good energy on the court like we were always laughing and like high-fiving so it had that team aspect of indoor um, but then also you're touching the ball all the time because there's right. only three there's yeah, not yeah. six right I like it sounds really fun yeah, yeah it was except really for fun. freezing I probably yeah my hands would be <laughs> fully numb yeah felt like also, frostbite I was wondering do they call handsets like, are they calling your sets and you have, like, big gloves on? Like, come on, dude, give me a break. I got Mickey Mouse gloves on. I don't remember them calling any. I had some questionable ones, too. Right? <laughs> oh, okay. Fine. Oh, it's good. But, yeah, they didn't really, they weren't too much on that. Okay. I saw them call, like, two sets, and they're really bad. Um, but I think with, so the ball was a specific snow volleyball. Oh, really? So it felt much different from like a normal volleyball. And I found it way easier to hand set, like even with gloves on than bump setting. Cause it was like hard to get power behind it hmm. almost. So the hand sets that we had on our team, I don't think were terrible, but they were pretty loose on calling. And yeah. did, were you wearing like spandex shirts? Cause I'm, if you have like a snow jacket on, you can't bump set through that right yeah Maybe we, you know, we warmed up in like the snow jackets uh-huh. like a invisible cross-court little pepper right. but um yeah passing was like kind of impossible with the huge right. puffy jacket yeah we probably each wore like four to five layers mm-hmm. of spandex or something like that. yeah like just tight like tight, fitting yeah. spandex shirts under and then um i wore like a big kind of cotton jacket on top mm-hmm. and that was fine to pass mm-hmm. but hands and toes were like just the worst trying to keep those warm oh, yeah God. and you all had gloves some people, uh, we all played yeah. with gloves but some teams didn't and their hands were like pink yeah. like red yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah. Like I'll I'll go snowboarding with double gloves on and I'm like in pain because yeah. my hands are still cold. Yeah, that was, that was brutal. The hand warmers and foot warmers were super key. Oh. Yeah. What, you had them in your pockets or something? I had my hand warmers in my pockets and in my gloves. Like the little pouches right that you pop? the first mm-hmm. serve, yeah. Smart. Yeah. I had two in my shoes. Nice. One on like the bottom. I think, did you have two? Like two? under yeah. your arch? 
Um, under just my toes. All toes. Sounds so comfortable. Sounds <laughs> so comfy. Oh, I said a big like, sandbag in my shoe the whole time. Yeah, it was, it was all really interesting. We just went with it. It was fun, though. It was so much fun. I'm wondering, did you guys talk to anyone from like the FIVB or anything to see where this, where they want this sport to go or what their plans are for it? Because it's kind of in that... They had a few exhibitions last year, um, and it's, it was kind of a joke at first. But now this event seems a little bit more legit, besides the fact that they're not really paying yet. Um, is there any... Uh, did you hear anything about the future of the sport or where they're trying to go with it? There wasn't that much specific talk, but we know that they're like trying... The end goal is to make it a Winter Olympic right. sport. Um, but they were super into having a team from the USA. Like mm-hmm. we had a lot of people come up to us and ask for like interviews or pictures and just be like, yeah, it's so great to get like a USA team out here. Um, so I think they're just trying to get like different countries involved and expand from just the European teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll definitely s- like see how it goes. We're not sure. Like, yeah. No specifics. I know. When I was covering the Olympics this past year, so they had a, a snow volleyball exhibition there, and they had, like, Emmanuel and Alison playing it. So they had, like, pretty big players in it, and I mm-hmm. remember they said that they were trying to get it in the 2026 mm. Olympics. That was kind of their goal. Hmm. So there's, what, like, two or three more snow volleyball events this year, too? Yeah, yeah there's are, a few Are more. you guys doing the snow volleyball tour? <laughs> I think there's eight tournaments, actually, There's eight for the year. Um, this was the only one where the provider <clears throat> funded the flights, the hotel, everything. So if that's the case, we're, we're all in. But we're not going to go pay out of pocket to play no. snow volleyball. <laughs> yeah. What was the vibe like at the tournament? Was it... Like, was there a good crowd? Because just the one that I watched that was in Korea, like, they actually had a decent crowd there, and they had a DJ, like, blasting music. I didn't wow, know, like, cool. what was it like in Russia? Uh, it was different than that. I think the weather <laughs> had a lot to do with it. Um, it was really cold, so you didn't see hardly any spectators, I think, on Saturday, uh, which was, like, the finals day. They had mandated, like... <laughs> Russian, it looked like military officers or something. Uh, they were on the stands, and there's probably about 20 to 30 of them, just like full black suits, like decked out, and just standing there, like not really cheering or anything, but like showing face. So um, I don't know. Other, we saw clips like as the tournament went on from other venues when I think it's a little bit warmer, and it looked like they're kind of by like a mountain that was had ski resorts there. And that atmosphere looked really cool. They had people in like jacuzzis and people were drinking beer and it was a lot more um, just it's like kind a of ski resort vibe, right? Yeah. yeah. And that I could because snow volleyball, I could see it would be fun. Similar atmosphere, like beach volleyball coming mm-hmm. out and like hanging out with friends and watching like a cool, fun sport. But Moscow wasn't. <laughs> quite there yet. Russia's, <laughs> Russia tends to be a little intense. Yeah. <laughs> a little cold. A little cold yeah, and yeah. intense. I don't see them like out there like drinking and jacuzzi and yeah. yeah. They did maybe sell some alcohol and like a little <laughs> ice shack thing. So <laughs> some people may have gotten some in there. Oh man. I think every listener is just picturing something completely different. Like we, we have no idea what this actually looked like. We're just leaving Ice Shack up to the interpretation. How many people have, how many people have actually been to Russia and then getting this 
pictures pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm just imagining like Rocky Four. Like they, <laughs> you guys were just like hanging out in the barn, and they just had like <laughs> courts in the middle of a farm. Well, the stadium court had a lot of potential. Like it was yeah. really a nice it setup. Was a cool stadium. But because it was so cold, you like didn't see anyone. I think for our first game in the quarters on Saturday. Eric Shoji came out because he was playing there at the time, <laughs> coincidentally, and um, he was like the only one in the stands, and that lasted like <laughs> five minutes until he went into like the VIP room that was overlooking the court too. Yeah. So I, but yeah, I think other events probably have a lot more people. It would be cool if the U.S. put on a decent one at like Mammoth. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. Be so cool. Yeah, that would be rad. Because then we could get the de- like if you put it like at kind of the base of one of the mountains because then you could have like people watching from the restaurants and stuff and you could have yeah. DJs already there yeah. and it's already built in from you're in California so you're going to get at least some of the fan base might be down to go take a weekend up yeah or yeah. like Mammoth. Aspen where they play the motherload ooh yeah that'd be cool turn it into that kind of uh, what do you call those tournaments for fun tournaments yeah like the <laughs> like, fun just like the independent ones independent yeah, 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 like yeah. where everyone's there Indie. to like party and hang out for a few days yeah that would be sick that would be onto something <laughs> and did they cast. did they create snowcast <laughs> that, snow that has to be the name of the podcast yeah done, <laughs> done a deal nice ring. it does yeah. <laughs> um did they have to make snow no, oh, no. Or it's just falling. Was it <laughs> yeah. snowing the whole time? It, it got yeah. a lot of inches. I don't know how much, but it it kind of helped like the situation, just like looking around yeah. and being like, no, what if it's nice what if it's snow. just hammering snow and then like the ground is six inches higher, like halfway through the match. And like, you're like where's the lines? Is it regular beach volleyball lines? Um, yeah. So they yeah. just have to like keep pulling them out probably. They never got like that bad and it yeah. was snowing pretty hard at one point. Uh in the evenings it would be like dark outside and just like snow everywhere and it was pretty awesome like to soak that all in but i couldn't imagine it getting like so severe to where it's like four feet overnight and (laughs) it's like it's like waist deep volleyball (laughs) i mean you guys go out and shovel your court like before you play just push it all onto like the right side so katie's jumping off a four foot ramp yeah i I needed that you you dive and like your feet are like sticking up just like We're now going to take a quick second for a word from our sponsors. And before we do, we just wanted to thank you guys, as always, for listening. You are what keeps the show going on. Um, Now, if you want to do us a huge favor and drop us a review on iTunes or Podbean, we would greatly appreciate it. If not, support our sponsors. They're the ones who also keep the show going. So any support in any way, we appreciate. So here's a word from our sponsors on Sandcast. This show has been brought to you by Firefly Recovery. Now, I know that uh, I have done a terrible job with my recovery all season long, which is why I'm a huge fan of Firefly. I always thought recovery, you had to go get a massage, it had to be an hour-long thing, but it doesn't. With Firefly, all you have to do is just strap this thing on to your knee, which is what's been bugging me, and you can strap it on at work, so you can do your recovery while you're getting paid and doing your work. You can strap it on during an airplane, which is exactly what I did on my way to Maryland for New Year's and Christmas. You can bring it on the way back from the plane. You can do it in the car ride. You can recover on the go, doing whatever you want, which is exactly why I love Firefly. It does everything that you would need it to do. It moves the blood flow down there, and you're naturally recovering. You don't need these enormous Normatec boots and be grounded. You can do it on the move, on the go. It's a huge help for me um, with how much you have to lift and play beach volleyball. 
I highly recommend Firefly Recovery. So check them out. Uh, if you are an athlete, if you are just uh, a weekend warrior looking to get that soreness out of your muscles, Firefly is the way to go. So hit them up at fireflyrecovery.com. Give them a try. I highly recommend it. This podcast is also brought to you by Wilson Volleyball. I know if you've been following beach volleyball players on Instagram lately, there's a lot of complaints about how difficult it is to play with the dreaded Mikasa, which is used on the international tours. But if you're not playing internationally and if you're not playing P1440, whose season won't be rolling around till late fall anyway, we are back to using the Wilson people. So hallelujah and celebrating that. So if you need a, a refill on Wilson balls, they are the best balls in the market. And best thing yet, we give you a 20% discount here at Sandcast if you use the discount code Wilson Sand. By far the best ball. The college players use it. The AVP uses it. Almost every grassroots tour uses it. The CBVA rocks it. There's a reason that everyone uses Wilson. It's the best ball on the market. Highly recommend you pick up a bag of Wilsons today, especially if you want to use our Wilson code Wilson Sand. So go ahead and get yourself a bag of volleyballs today or any other equipment you might need. This podcast is also brought to you by our good friends over at Volley Camp Hermosa, which is the place to go to get better at beach volleyball. I can personally attest to that. If you haven't had Mark Bjork's coaching or with the new staff of Brandon Joyner, you definitely should. It doesn't matter if you are professional, if you are developing, if you are amateur, if you're just doing it for fun. It's a great way to get a good community workout and to get a lot better at volleyball. Whether you're planning a trip to Hermosa Beach, the Mecca of Beach Volleyball, or live locally, you have professional coaches to take your game to the next level. For those making the beach volleyball pilgrimage, they also offer week-long training adult camps that are complete beach volleyball experiences. If you live locally or you can't join a camp, you can also take their weekly classes and or their private training. All of them are good deals and all levels are welcome. You can sign up online at www.volleycamppromosa.com or for more information, you can give them a call at 234-PLAY-VCH. So I'll run that by you again. That is 234-PLAY-VCH or you can email them, info at volleycamphermosa.com. They will see you guys in the sand. <laughs> Get stuck. I feel like it probably helped having snow come down during the match so it wasn't just straight up ice. ice. Yeah. So like, did you guys it pack did. it down a lot? It, it was slick? pretty packed. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like super like hard. Like it wasn't a danger. I felt like, but it definitely helped when it was snowing to just like lighten it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Was it? Time. Yeah, I was wondering if it's felt like you're kind of risking getting injured playing on what is somewhat ice at some points, right? <laughs> Are you slipping all over, and is it hard to dive? Like, does um, it hurt to dive? Diving, diving was kind of fun. We felt mm -hmm. like penguins, like yeah. sliding around. Oh, you actually <laughs> slide pretty far. Yeah, Couple we times. had knee pads too. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and yeah. like we all worried about like, risk of injury too, like right. going into it. And that's why when the cleats didn't arrive, we're like, okay, this is like way too sketchy. Yeah. But with the cleats on, I never. There never was like one play where I was like, whoa, that was close okay. for me mm -hmm. at least. Like I felt totally fine, which was still kind of shocking because you think what's like landing in snow and yeah. moving, like every little thing you're slipping, but it wasn't too bad. Huh. So that's good. Yeah. That is good. I actually that's... like preferred diving too because it was like so hard to like run down a ball. <laughs> yes. That I feel like we covered more court just like sending just laying the out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you guys played Russia in the finals. Mm -hmm. It was what, Lithuania in the semis. And then 
Russia in the finals? Yeah, I think so. Okay. They had a lot yeah. of Russian teams. Russian a bit. Seven or eight. Yeah. Was there decent home field advantage? They're a little bit more Jeez. used to playing this stuff, probably. Because <laughs> yeah. I know that snow volleyball has been around in Europe for like 10 years, but now they're just like starting to popularize it. Mm-hmm. Were there any teams that stood out that were good, or did you guys try to pick up like any strategies or tips from other teams just watching them? Um, I think the Russian teams seemed like the strongest. Um, but I feel like we kind of came up with the idea just how we wanted to strategize with one at the net blocking and then two pulling for defense. Um, it's really funny that you two are both went to school in Hawaii. Yeah. (laughs) Someone, uh, similarized it to the Jamaican bobsled. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) And then you go out there and kick all the Russians, but in on their home court. I like it. Yeah. It was pretty funny too. Definitely the best team we played was that Russian team in the finals Mm -hmm. and they were scouting us for, like at least an hour before the finals, like with their coach in the VIP tent, like so intense. I think Carissa like had to go grab like her backpack next to them. And they were like, whoa, like they totally fell <laughs> silent and we're like, not like she was eavesdropping. And we were just so confused. She speaks that, Russian like, casually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we were very confused at what they were scouting. Cause we just had no idea what we we're doing on the court at yeah. all times. So <laughs> We definitely didn't get into much like copying strategy or anything because we were just kind of going for it out there. Mm-hmm. But the Russians were very into it. I like it. And how about on the men's side? Oh, well, first of all, who was who was who were the guys uh, representing the U.S.? I know Loy Ball. I don't think Will I know the other three guys. And then two other. Um, there was I'm drawing a blank right now. Kevin. Kevin Owens, Owens. and then our boy Tomas Goldsmith. Yes. And are they yes. indoor players? Um, yes. Or Kevin played at Ball State. Okay. And he's like studying overseas now, and I think playing and getting his masters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tomas was actually just. At a tryout in Anaheim for USA Indoor. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so he um, he's still an indoor player, and I think they all play on Team Pineapple. Oh right, so with NBA. volleyball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that what uh, NBA is nationals, right? Yeah. I never played in it. I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would have thought that team would be pretty good, right? A bunch of pretty good uh, indoor players. Mm-hmm. Volleyball, who's pretty much a legend, setter indoors. Um, how did they do? Um, they were definitely one of like the stronger teams, mm-hmm. but they had a tough loss over who they played, but they played in the evening and it was like really cold. And I think the snow like had picked up a mm-hmm. lot more than we had already left. Um, it was after the first day and we were running off like a few hours of sleep. So we went back to the hotel and I think, yeah, they were defeated that night and they were out. But, um, the men's teams... They seem really strong, too, across the board. The Russian teams, the men's Russian team won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just kind of varied. Cool. What would you guys do when you weren't playing? What's, what's Moscow like in, in December? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the first night, because we were only there really for two nights since we arrived at our hotel like, that day of competition at like 5.30 a.m. And then the next night, the hotel had provided dinner for us for all the athletes. So we ate, went to sleep around like 7 p.m. 
and then woke up for a Saturday. Um, Saturday night, I went to the Red Square and then just hung out for like a little bit, but it wasn't too exciting. It was, yeah, we had like very little time. We were at the yeah. venue from like 8 a.m. until probably like 6 p.m. every day. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, we were there for 48 hours, so not a lot of hours to do much. That's but. crazy. I don't know how you, how did you get a tournament in? How did you play a tournament? <laughs> I think it and was just sleep. like Christmas being right around the corner. It was all just like, Katie had a whirlwind and it was yeah. exciting and like, okay, let's go do this, represent the United States, Definitely. come home for Christmas. Yeah. And with some good friends, I'm sure mm. it was yeah. a fun adventure to go on. Very fun. It cracks me up that Carissa, who like you had to convince to do a Norseka qualifier to go to the Caribbean <laughs> in an all-inclusive resort, but snow volleyball in Russia. She's like, let's go. <laughs> I know. When I got the text from her, I'm like, I love her energy right now. I'm in. Like, I didn't even, like, read it. I'm like, yes. So, yeah. I think, too, though, like, it really was a good sport for, like, just kind of weird, crafty volleyball. Because, mm-hmm. like, when we were on the court, we would just kind of do weird stuff, and it was hard to defend, so... I think that snow volleyball was like really good for like Chris's g- type of game. And I thought Emily was like unbelievable at it. She was our big hitter. And then like Allie and me were kind of utility, like ball control players, but it's, it's pretty good for like the crafty player. Yeah. Was there any skill set that didn't, that translated a little bit less from beach to snow? Cause it seems like you said hand setting was easier. I can't imagine that anybody was like bouncing balls. jumping didn't look easy yeah it was a little off there um shots were good as long as I mean it's like similar to beach but putting them to where they weren't otherwise I mean people couldn't it was hard to move in the snow so like anything that was a little bit close you could get up but like a bit farther it was down serving I just stood on the ground and served so like I feel like I couldn't even jump serve there (laughs) were you jump floating I added in a little jump float. Yeah. yeah. So. It just, I think, like what you said, it minimized the power. But I felt like our team had the most power. So other teams, like, really weren't bringing that much heat. Um, and I think that's just because the level wasn't, like, super, super high. It wasn't those countries, like, best players. Um, but I thought we, like, our athletes, not I, but no. the other athletes on our team had really good like jumping and hitting, which surprised me because I could not jump. Well, I think with the ball too, like I was trying to hit as hard as I could and it would just be like, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was like, uh, and that's kind of how it was in the receiving end too. You would expect like, you know, you see a good approach come in and a good swing and then it was pretty slow pace. So yeah. it wasn't like balls were flying off you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had time to like fix your angles and make that adjustment. So that was kind of easy. And I think that's because of how they designed the ball, which is kind of interesting. Because mm-hmm. the ball, you physically could not like serve it super tough. It was just like so, heavier. Yeah. I was, mean, it's wet too. It's got to be wet the whole time, right? It yeah. wasn't like as wet as we would think it was though. Because it was a weird... Yeah. Like, felt like um, a waterproof ball, kind of. Yeah, and it mm. never got, like, waterlogged. They might right. have been mm-hmm. switching the balls in and out, but I think we played with the same ball the yeah. majority of the time. Yeah. It was probably cold enough to where it froze. It, yeah, it wasn't going to... Right. Uh, any water would have been frozen anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, are you guys happy to be back on the beach? Yes. 
Are you? Are both you guys training again? Yeah. Or is it? Mm-hmm. Is it now like preseason beach volleyball with yeah. your little snow volleyball off season <laughs> adventure? <laughs> yeah, we trained this morning, and mm-hmm. as I was coming up, we were questioning like, should we go out? It's kind of raining. We're like, you know, after the snow, like, <laughs> really, it doesn't matter. Nothing, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, just off-season training right now. Mm-hmm. Do you have any any tournaments coming up? Because you've, I mean, you've had an unexpected, very busy off-season. You went to yeah. the Caribbean. You went to Russia for some snow volleyball. Added some big resume boosters with two gold medals there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Chris and I joke that our off-season was, like, way more travel than our in-season, which I was stoked about because, to me, the beach volleyball season is pretty short if you're just playing, you know, during the summer. So to prolong that at all was great. Um, But coming up, I don't have much on the books, so I'm just kind of waiting to see the schedules and then just getting in a lot of off-season training. Nice. How about you, Emily? I know last year was like your first... Did you get to every event last year? Um, Every event except for San Francisco. It was my grandma's 95th. And I hadn't qualified in the other ones. And I was like, okay, I got to be there for grandma. It's a good good party. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, due to like a weird injury that came at the end of season, I didn't make it to Chicago. Mm -hmm. But I was at every other one. And it was really fun. It was my first time competing in the qualifiers and made it into two main draws, so that was awesome. Yeah, two um, big ones, too, with Hermosa Manhattan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was really cool. Awesome experience, and it was fun finally making it past qualifying. Um, but yeah, for me, I feel like even during my off-season, I got to be going hard to make up just for lost reps, you know, mm-hmm. and catch up with all the beach players still. So. Yeah. Well, just to uh, let our listeners know... Um, Let's backtrack a little and just kind of talk about a little bit of what, what your volleyball career was like up until this point, uh, I guess starting from high school. I don't know your high school uh, resume, but I know you killed it <laughs> after that <laughs> in college and uh, overseas, but you're from here in California originally. Yeah, Los Alamitos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gina and I went to the same high school. Okay. Yeah, she was Got a senior it. when I was a freshman. Okay. And then you went to the University of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. She killed it out there. Well, he's getting a lot of representation on the Sandcast recently. Yeah. We've had Carissa on. Katie's becoming a regular guest. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. <laughs> Apparently, it's like a drinking game every time I say Hawaii on uh, <laughs> any kind of broadcast. Hopefully, they're drinking something weak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, you so All-American at, at uh, Hawaii. I, I got to follow you a little bit out there. That was fun. Playing in Hawaii. Actually, let's mention that because you, you both got to play in Hawaii, Katie yeah. on the beach, Emily, indoors. What was it like playing uh, at the University of Hawaii? Um, I think it was probably the best school you could play at for volleyball. Fan, fan, the fan base is ridiculous, right? Yeah, they're unlike any other fans. They're yeah. unconditionally supporting you and playing in front of you know 10,000 fans. I think I had that opportunity a couple of times at the Stan Sheriff Center. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an amazing feeling and something I'll never forget. And after leaving Hawaii and playing elsewhere, I was in Switzerland and then I went to Korea for a couple of seasons. Right. It's just you miss that so much and it's almost like you take it for granted at the time. You're like, oh, like this is amazing. And you know your friends from other universities come out and they play you guys and they're just like, wow, it's like no other place I've ever been before. Yeah. And it's true. It's such a remarkable 
culture over there in the Hawaii community. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, because, I mean, earlier you said, you know, you have a lot of catching up to do on the beach. Um, but, like, the first thing that came into my mind was, like, well, you're already very far ahead in a lot of ways in terms of playing in pressure situations. Like, I mean, I don't think I've played in front of 10,000 people. No, I don't even think it was 10,000 people at World Championships when I played. And so you've done that regularly and performed in front of that kind of crowd. Plus, you went overseas, played in Switzerland, Korea, which is a lot of pressure playing in Korea because you're the token international player, right? It's basically like, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna fly you out here and you're going to get every set and you're going to need to put every set away. Yeah. Right? right? A little bit like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think you're ahead in uh, a few more ways than you'd think on the beach. But, uh, I mean, qualifying for, uh, what did you say, two main draws last year? Or two of the big main draws last year. Um, I think it's going to be a, a good next year for you now that you got the, the beach vibes down. Because it's a little weird switching from yeah. indoor to beach when you're used to the indoor lifestyle and the routines. And, and, have, and yeah, the yeah. coaching and right. organized practices and everything. <laughs> yeah. Katie's been like a mentor to me on the beach. I joke about it, but it's true. When I came out last year and like first started training, we'd get in training together and then we went over to Hawaii and played an AVP next there mm-hmm. and ran like a few camps. And I like, again, joke about it, but Katie's like teaching these kids volleyball, beach volleyball stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah it's true. Because <laughs> I only played uh, the inaugural year at Hawaii when it came out my sophomore year. Okay. And so I learned a lot then, but that was only, I think, four months of training on the beach with an actual coach and drilling everything out and stuff. And I haven't had that again, but um, I'll be going out to Hawaii, I told you, next week mm-hmm. with Danny and getting that kind of coaching vibe back and all that good stuff. I love it. Yeah, I was just out, I just got back yesterday and I was uh, training with those same coaches. There's a lot of value out there for sure. Yeah. That'll be great for your game. And when you were in Korea too, like you won, I was cracking up, you won best foreign player of the year? Yeah, my first year. (laughs) I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't either. I can't imagine if we had an award like that in the U.S., best foreign player the the political <laughs> correctness police wouldn't have it that's what i mean yeah. though like of pressure it's like there's a title for like the foreign players like that's a thing what i mean each team gets one basically kind of thing yeah each team has one foreigner mm-hmm. and then none of the girls really speak any english at all so we had translators with us 24 7 and across the board like all the girls because we would talk to each other um me and the other foreigners and everyone's translator was our best friend and just very cool people mm-hmm. But um, it was a struggle at times, especially that was my second year playing professionally overseas. So I kind of knew what it entailed. But it was um, some of the girls straight out of college, first time over. And to start in Korea is kind of gnarly for them. Right, for sure. Yeah. And um, I got lucky. I had a really good team, a really strong middle, opposite, and another outside. So that helped me. But there was a lot more pressure on some of the other foreigners. And I just was, I think I got pretty fortunate with my team. And how does it feel like, you know, a, a lot of people talk about, yeah, playing main draw, it's, there's a lot of pressure, but qualifiers is way more pressure you put on yourself. Not because there's no outside pressure really, but um, how does it kind of compare to when you, you came out to the beach and you're, you've invested all this time, but, but nothing's guaranteed. Like you didn't sign a contract to say yeah. you're going to get paid either way. You flew yourself out there. 
you put in the work and now you might not even get to play in the tournament, you know? It's right. like a whole different type of pressure, but how did, how did that feel for you? Um, for me, just when I first got into like the beach volleyball scene, I talked to a lot of players, some like horror stories of people's qualifiers, Katie having one just <laughs> about traveling and then getting so close and not making it. And so I kind of just went into each one with low expectation. Um, and I had good partners, jumped around with different partners due to like cancellations or just reasons why people couldn't be there. Um, so it was a good experience playing with a lot of different girls and getting a feel for that. And each qualifier, I kind of got like closer and closer and closer. Um, and then the two here locally finally got into. But next year, I think I'll have definitely a different outlook. I'm sure I'll be in the qualifiers again and hoping to get past that for every tournament. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll have a lot more pressure going in this next season. And you, you finished with Alexa Strange. Mm-hmm. Is that a partnership that's continuing? I don't mean to put like partnership on uh, blast if not <laughs> um yeah so we practice this morning we're still training in the off season and we've talked about our plans together um for this next season coming up but she actually recently got a really good opportunity to be a broadcaster for the new league in india what? that's what? the new men's league i believe it's not women's yet these but, new um, volleyball things just keep popping up. <laughs> yeah, this came out of nowhere. <laughs> but Alexa is actually going to go over to Hawaii with me for training um, for that, like, 10-day period. So we'll get a lot of reps in there together. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens right now. Just kind of leaving a lot of options open. And if it works out, great. But if it doesn't, then hopefully something else comes up, too. If it doesn't, then you can always go to the eight, eight event snow tour. That's true. You always got snow volleyball. Always got that. Hopefully they uh, help the prize money for that one. Yeah. By the yeah. time people go full time. <laughs> now, do you guys have anything else that you want to add? Anything that we might have missed about your Moscow snow adventures? Any good stories? Any more good stories? Mm, yeah, there's there's only so much that could have happened in 48 yeah. hours. <laughs> there's a lot of good ones yeah, for 48 true. hours. Jeez. Um, I feel like after we took care of the whole cleats fiasco, it was kind of smooth sailing. Yeah. And it was, we had a really good time, like laughing yeah. on and off the court um, through the playing the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was funny when people would fall in the snow due to like the missing cleats. Toes. Toes on the cleats. Um, stuff like that. But I can't think of like another funny story in particular. Do you guys see this sport um, being able to actually get to the point where it can be a, a winter Olympic sport? Does it have the potential for that in your... I feel like the winter Olympics are super cool because mm-hmm. there's all these sports that like for us, we don't really like even know of sometimes. So right. I feel like it could fit in there. I don't think obviously it would have the popularity as beach volleyball does right. in the summer Olympics. And I think that's probably what they're kind of considering is, mm-hmm. wow, this sport attracts the most viewers for the summer Olympics. Maybe like how can we incorporate that into the winter Olympics? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it could work. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking of it like from a business standpoint, as an as a beach athlete, the way to make a lot of money from sponsors and stuff is to have that label, that Olympic label, right? If they make this an Olympic sport, I might I might seriously consider going taking a little beach time off halfway through <laughs> and going and getting that first of all, you're playing in an Olympics, which is a once in a lifetime yeah. opportunity. But 
playing in the Winter Olympics and you're going to be an Olympian after for the next two years. You can sell that to sponsors, absolutely. And then you might be able to go play in the Indoor Olympics. I mean, sorry, Beach Olympics. Might as well make it into a two. Yeah. 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 Indoor two. I'm going to call up John Sproul. Three times. Yeah. Sport. Multi-sport Olympian. Yeah. That's what we're going for now. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Have, have, I wonder if there's been athletes that have played in different sports. In different, like in summer and winter. Mm, that'd be interesting. Well, I know research. that there are like, because there are multiple different types of snowboarding and skiing events. Because there are the trick oh, yeah. events well, and there are the race events too. Yeah. And it's really rare because there was... Um, it's not like swimming where you can win like 12 medals. Yeah, I forget. There was a, uh, <laughs> I think a Norwegian girl who was like one of the first to do snow cross and the half pipe and medal in both. And uh. it was like kind of crazy. But the Winter Olympics are weird. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised at all. Just yeah. like covering it. Dude, like you have the ski jump. Yeah. People just go down and do one jump. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. they're jumping like 300 yards. And that's yeah. an event. Yeah. Like I, I see no reason why snow volleyball wouldn't be an yeah, event. Yeah. It, it, it can't cost a lot. Yeah. It on. Yeah. It wouldn't be that weird. Right. Considering that skiing with your rifle and then shooting a target <laughs> and then skiing again. <laughs> I love the sport. description of the biathlon. Like, what do you do? You, uh, well, you ski and you shoot stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> that's it. So it's that. a mixture of shooting things. That's how we survived skiing. in the Cold War okay. and we made it a sport. <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> so it has the potential, I guess. Yeah, it does. And yeah. the way some of the teams were, um, Russian teams and Turkish teams stick out most, but they had coaches. Coaches weren't allowed to stand on the sidelines and coach, but they were up in, like, the small stadium screaming at their players. So, like, obviously they're taking it seriously, and like Katie said, scouting-wise, too. So I wouldn't be surprised if it does become a winter sport. And we'll was... try if you want to pick it up. I can yeah. definitely watch some film and be a coach. <laughs> problem, yeah. problem is the whole hands thing. I, mm, I don't know if I'm yeah, going to feel was, my hands out there. Stuff. Yeah. The toes. Hand warmers, right? The toes are bigger concern. Toes. Oof. I don't know. Katie, Katie's My hands froze once. <laughs> I'm going to look like a clown out there, like with like double shoes or something and like five pairs of gloves. Looks like yeah. a, Disney, hell, a Disney mascot. Hey, the more gloves you have on, the bigger your hands are for like blocking. Right? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. more space. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you could hit it really hard, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just going to stick to you. It's like a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> I had punched a ball once on a hit and had success, and I tried to do it again, and it just went flat. <laughs> so that was like the end of it. But it got more pace on it than just an open hand hit. Mm-hmm. Just a nice fister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it must suck too when you really like actually get a hold of it and it just like sticks in the snow instead of like being able to bounce it. It's like, oh, that was lame. <laughs> I don't think the highlight reel is uh, all that good. Yeah, no sizzle reels. No, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> no volleyball. It was pretty amazing though. The filming was really good. Like my parents actually set alarms throughout the night. I learned this afterwards, but they were like up watching every game and the announcing and filming was really good. So, I mean, that's also a positive as far as Definitely. like yeah. the the sport moving forward. Good now we just need that day. on the beach all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't always have that. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, well we uh well Katie, since we've had you on, we'll uh we'll let Emily take the last question this Perfect. time. So the last question we ask every guest, and because you now specialize in three different types of volleyball, we've got <laughs> snow, indoor, and beach, yeah, we'll really. just say uh 
If you had to give any piece of advice to an up-and-coming volleyball player of any discipline, <laughs> what would that piece of advice be? Um, I think just get as many reps as you can, as many touches. I grew up playing middle my whole life and then transitioned to an outside hitter um, later in my college career. And I think I missed out on a lot of passing and defense reps. And now coming to the beach, all that, everything's kind of exposed. You need everything um, in your little toolkit. And I think the more touches you get and just the more you keep playing, and I know a lot of players say this too, but that'll just help you in every aspect of your game, whether it's indoor, beach, or snow. Yeah. And now, <laughs> bad weather is no excuse not to practice anymore. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Different outlook. Yeah. <laughs> It was raining this morning, and I was like, uh, I don't know. But sure. <laughs> now you guys, you played in the snow. Yeah, I flew in from mid- at midnight last night from Hawaii. I was just like, God damn it, why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> why am I back again? <laughs> well, thank you, ladies, tons for coming on. Congrats, Katie, thank on two you. gold medals in a row. Emily <laughs> on picking up a gold medal in snow. Thank you. Um, see you guys on the beach or snow or indoor, whatever surface or dirt, whatever surface <laughs> you may great. choose. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I'm glad I was a part of it. It was really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> <laughs>